this card. If you need anything, grab it now. Just change the full. Oh, I get you just have a uh, bottle of wine. Okay. I just need to go to the Lord Elgin Hotel. I'm just checking in. Yes, it's on Sunday. Yeah, I, yeah. Sorry, I'm, uh, simple uh, math is not my strong point. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to episode 136, I think, or 37 of Stuttering is Cool. I am your host, Danny, coming to you from not Toronto, but Ottawa, our nation's capital. I am here once again every year. I come here every June for podcast for sorry it used to be called podcasters across the world now it's called the pab conference because it combines everything about digital media not just podcasts and on today's episode well this is the last pab conference and the pab conference is a conference where um i had first gone um in 2007 and i've been ever since and that was back in 2007 that's when it was before i learned about stuttering acceptance so this episode is a big stuttering retrospective of the past uh, let me do simple math in my head 7 8 9 10 11 12 6 years 6 years oh my gosh 6 years podcasting i got to get out more <laughs> just just uh, joking well i really got to get out more but it has nothing to do with podcasting anyway <laughs> But first, um, I've arrived here two days early because I wanted to give myself a bit of a holiday and uh, I've come extra early, another day early. Uh, it's the Wednesday and because there is a support group, there's a stuttering support group in Ottawa. Now, for um, my British and my American listeners, we don't have a chapter system like you do in your respective countries. Uh, so... Yeah, so I thought, hey, let's go check it out. I am in the car of fellow CSA board member. What is your name? The favorite question that us stutterers love to Norm McEwen. <laughs> <laughs> who has kindly um, who has kindly offered to uh, pick me up, give me a drive over to um, I, actually what's the uh, what's the uh, the official name? It was the Ottawa. Uh, it's uh, the uh, Ottawa Association uh, for People Who Stutter. And they have a support group meeting yep. every second Wednesday? Yeah. It's on the uh, first and third Wednesdays of each, of each month. Uh, uh, of me to do take uh, uh, July and August off because the people call up away on holidays and the camps and, uh, and, and, and such a thing. So as it's open, as it's open, will be meeting uh, tonight and also in uh, two weeks time and uh, and we'll be taking a couple of months off 
Oh, very nice. So, is this the last month? And like, or, or rather, would 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 this be the second last uh, me meeting before the break? Yep. Which is a pretty yep. much a stupid question for me, but I was able to do simple math, so that's a big thing. <laughs> uh, so, what uh, usually uh, goes on at the support meetings? Well, um, the uh, 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 the main purpose is to practice our skills, um, our speech techniques. Um, we start off with uh, some uh, practicing and shaping, as we call it, uh, the skills and uh, and we need to do a bit of uh, uh, reading at various rates. Then uh, that and be of the good co 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 route table and and uh, introduce ourselves and say. Something about about ourselves, and uh, and we um, uh, we we can do uh, uh, or play um, speech type games, or if we can uh, give um, uh, small talks or. Uh, uh, or uh, off the peak of uh, uh, speeches or something uh, uh, that that's that's got caught to do with speaking and that that would be be tried across the road here but <laughs> which is always a bit of a challenge um, and uh, and we do uh, any business uh, of the uh, group and uh, and uh, that usually takes us into about quarter to nine and uh, we head home after that so it's uh, it, it, you know it, 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 it's something that 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 uh, that happened probably uh, um, try and to to uh, to do the, the things which uh, be uh, usually do on the, the outside and um, you know that is uh, that repeat leads to speaking and to and uh, hopefully to use these uh, the speech uh, techniques uh, 
sounds like like uh, the ideal um, recurring refresher <laughs> like a very yeah. very frequent <laughs> yeah. re, uh, fresher yeah uh, my name is Brendan uh, like uh, like uh, uh, Lamarche um, I'm a member of the Ottawa Association of people who stutter um, and I've been a member here for a couple of years um, and um, it's a great group. We uh, we meet tw uh, twice a month uh, to practice our skills and to talk about our experiences as people who stutter. Um, and it's uh, great to have a support group in the area um, uh, where you can practice your skills and uh, get some uh, positive reinforcement. Um, yeah. Thanks. What keeps you coming back besides what you just said? <laughs> um, I think what keeps me coming back is the uh, good uh, friends, uh, like uh, like that I've made here, and um, the friendship, and that's the main thing that keeps me coming back here is uh, mm -hmm. just uh, like uh, being with the uh, good uh, like uh, uh, people, uh, being Great. with good people. Thanks. I am back in my hotel room. It's uh, a little after nine o'clock p.m. And I just experienced my first stuttering support group, and I enjoyed it very much. It was exactly, it was everything um, Norm had uh, described, um, and it was great. Uh, the, in, the interesting part was when we were doing the warm-up. We had started with a warm-up, and you, know, you had to uh, breathe take a full breath, um, speak very slowly. See, now I can do it. At the uh, support group, it was so hard for me to do that. I'm the type of person that when I have to really control my breathing, I tend to get tired and very sleepy. <laughs> so I started yawning. I felt so bad. Uh, we were, what else did we do? We read a few passages in that slow speech <laughs> and there was one interesting part um, where we were um, explaining we had chosen a there was a there there was a sheet this sheet of paper of expressions proverbs and expressions and we chose one uh, each one of us chose one and we uh, explained and we had to explain what each one was uh, about we had to explain what it was talking about so um, I, I 
by far found that fun. Um, you know, a lot had to do with uh, stuttering. One was don't put all your eggs in one basket. Another one was um, don't judge a book by its cover. You know, we tend to, well, I'm not sure we, but I tend to, you know, I see someone that I don't know and the you know that immediate impression that you get? Oh, that person's probably very intimidating. So he would be intimidating and then, but if you get to know them, you know, hey, they're ju they're just a nice person. <laughs> but I'm just rambling. It is Thursday morning, very early in the morning for somebody like me, a little after eight o'clock or eight thirty, something like that. Who's keeping time on their holiday? <laughs> it's on my way uh, to walking towards. Did, did that even make sense? I'm on my way towards. The National Art Gallery. I'm gonna check out their Van Gogh or Van Gogh. Van Gogh. I'm not really sure of the uh, pronounce the proper pronunciation. Oh, it's a little windy. Okay, this will be short. I'm on my way to see his exhibit, and that's it. Goodbye. Well, I have arrived at the National Art Gallery. Uh, Google Maps gave me a really roundabout way of getting here, but if you ever want to feel like you're in Europe. In North America, people say Quebec City, people say Montreal. No, 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 Ottawa is the one. These roads twist and turn like more than the streets of Paris and Rome combined. <laughs> Anywho, um, the tickets I have for Van Gogh are actually timed. I can't, I can't go in and check out the exhibit until 10 o'clock. Um, so I'm right next door at the Peacekeeping Monument, Canada. Not anymore, unfortunately, uh, was number one in peacekeeping. Uh, in the past and in fact it was can it was invented by a Canadian a Canadian uh, Prime Minister in the 50s by the name of Lester B Pearson same name Sorry, not the same. Well, it is the same name as Toronto's airport, but airports named after Anyway, here comes a whole gaggle of Elementary school students coming so I'm just gonna be quick Lester B Pearson stuttered and uh, if you think uh, your stuttering holds you back, or you or you can't do anything because of your st your st your st stuttering <laughs> performance art here, um, well, look what this guy did. So uh, there's a quote here from him: "We need action not only to end the fighting, but to make the peace. My own government would be glad to recommend can Canadian participation in such a United Nations force, a truly international peace and police force." And um, I highly recommend if you ever come to Ottawa to check out the piece Keeping Monument. The way it's built is very interesting. It's as if you're in a conflict with the broken down buildings, the bullet holes, um, and the QR code to give you more information. And it lists all the uh, conflicts that um, Canada participated in in peacekeeping missions. Really, really. Um, and I don't want to use the word interesting because I always say that, but it really, I, this is as close as I'll get to something like that. So it really makes you think, you know, going overseas to um, help bring peace to a place that needs help in bringing peace. It's about six hours after. <laughs> Uh, me visiting the National Gallery of Canada. I always thought it was called the National Art Gallery of Canada. <laughs> I learned something new today. Beautiful, beautiful works of art. Really um, learned a lot about Van Gogh. Uh, well, his artworks. 
uh, focusing on his nature stuff. So um, I didn't really talk m a lot about his um, life, <laughs> but uh, that's what that's what uh, Wikipedia is for. <laughs> and I got to check out uh, some European art and some Canadian art. I love. The group of seven if you're interested in uh, learning about Canadian art and you want a recommendation I highly recommend the group of the group of seven one of my favorites and uh, you have to do a Google search a Google image search and you'll go wow how interesting if you find it interesting <laughs> well I'm just um, taking a walk now towards our Parliament buildings I've done a tour of them before, except for one, which I believe is called the National Library. If it's not, well, it's this round building that is a library. It's supposed to be very beautiful inside. I believe it's open to tourists now. So I know before they were um, doing renovations. And what you hear, those bells, are uh, coming from one of the parliament buildings, the main one, I guess. You can call it the main. I'm not sure if that's the official name. <laughs> uh, what kind of a Canadian am I? Um, it's the bell tower, which is called the Peace Tower. An interesting note about the Peace Tower. It is built from the ruins of World War II, I think one or two again i'm not uh, a good source of information of my own country how embarrassing <laughs> and um yeah so in interesting bit of information i'm going to stop recording now so because it's still maybe another 15 minutes for me to reach where i need to reach but before i do i'm not sure if you could hear it the water that's the Rideau Canal. Look that up. <laughs> Do not rely on me, okay? And um, on, my, I'm on my left side, I just want to tell you this bit of info, is a bunch of photographs uh, celebrating the Queen, uh, Queen, Queen Elizabeth II's uh, 60th uh, Jubilee here, 60th anniversary. Just wanted to throw that in. <laughs> and there's a traffic noise again. Oh yeah, the, f the photographs are from throughout her reign, which you, I guess you probably figured out on your own. <laughs> it is Friday and Friday morning and I am sitting beside a canal, uh, the Rideau Canal. Uh, Google it and you'll see quite beautiful pictures. Um, something that struck me with Ottawa is the architecture. Beautiful, beautiful architecture. Um, or at least in the downtown core, that's where I am. And I had wanted to... Um, oh great, there's wind. <laughs> I wanted to uh, find a nice, nice um, sonic place to record. It's pleasingly sonic. And here is not really a waterfall, it's part of the canal. I'm not sure how to describe it. It's um, stopping the water from flooding the area. 
that doesn't make sense google it and I'm here with and I ran into fellow pabster <laughs> John Meadows would you be up for being quickly interviewed no pressure <laughs> hi John here fiddling with my cameras and he's a photographer he's a uh, ex-podcaster and now ex like is that a proper term or are you still oh, in between inspirations okay and he has one two three cameras uh, well more in the hotel room and they are not digital and he was just telling me how he has one roll of film that the it does the equivalent of 500 megapixels how many digital cameras do you know have that <laughs> I'll save you from thinking the answer is zero unless you're the CIA or NASA, perhaps. Or CSIS. Yeah. <laughs> We're up the street from National Defense. But that's beside the point. Do you have a question about stuttering or know anybody that stutters? This is what I used to do back in the early days of podcasting when I come to all of these. Apart um, from you? Apart from, yes. Yeah, I run into a number of people who stutter. I trip over my words half the time. Do you have any questions about stuttering? Like, were there any thoughts you thought, hey, I wonder why, et cetera, et cetera? I've always wondered about, the, they say that if, uh, if you sing, stuttering goes away. I've known one person for whom that was true. Is that, is that true or just sort of a urban legend? It's true. Um, I know only a very, very few people that was grammatically incorrect. I know very few people who actually still stutter when they sing, but I'm not sure if that's something else, but I was told that the singing portion of the brain or the part of the brain that deals with, with the singing is different from the part of the brain that um, deals with communication. Um, yeah, so if I ha actually had a singing voice, I could actually demonstrate you, right? Demonstrate you. Um, give you a demonstration. I just can't think this morning. Well, I would say that everyone has a singing voice. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's a good singing voice. <laughs> Most people at the very least could sing better than they think they can. Oh, wow. With a bit how, of practice. Oh, how, how is it that? Is that because of the mechanic, um, the way the inside is inside the mouth and all that? Or? Well, I think it's a lot sort of psychological that people are sort of been brainwashed into thinking that only the professionals who have been blessed by the media. Like Katy Perry, she's a fantastic singer. I'm uh, being sarcastic. <laughs> she's a horrible singer. Uh, Terrible if, voice. If you uh, listen to, like, as someone who's had some training, I listen to what she's doing to her throat. And if she keeps this up, the good news is you won't have to listen to her much longer because in 10 or 20 years, her voice will be shot to pieces because of the way she's using her throat, the tension in there. She's ripping her vocal cords apart, basically. Now it's time for my stuttering retrospective. Do you know I have been excited, really looking forward to talking about this? I don't know why. But I uh, just wanted to share because now the PAB conference, which is what I'm here in town for, you know, it's a digital media conference, but it focuses more on content. Um, content but mostly community building um, you know empowering and creativity so things like what John's doing making his own film meeting other people who are into developing their own films using ancient cameras or sorry vintage vintage cameras and such um, you know I 
presented at PAB about the stuttering community that I built around my podcast. Uh, this is the last year and made me think of doing a stuttering retrospective because when I first attended in 2007, which was the second PAB, uh, I was in a different place with my stuttering, completely covert, thinking stuttering was something shameful, embarrassing. I didn't understand it at all. Um, I didn't really talk about it to my friends, just rarely I did, but it was more of a talking my friends about it, you know, like giving myself an intervention, <laughs> sort of speak. Um, but that was rare. Um, and so this would be June 2007. And I had gone because I really enjoyed dig- dig- digital media, social media. And I went by myself, which was such a huge step for, my, for, for me out of my comfort zone. Um, my self-esteem was totally shot. Um, really, really concerned about what others thought of me and uh, things like that. Uh, believing that people don't want to hang out with me. You know, these are things that you don't consciously think to yourself. These are things that you grow up to. These are things you learn as a kid through your experiences. And, and it's unfortunate that people go through this. And so, uh, Pab was good going on in Kingston, Ontario, which is a three-hour drive, and I've never driven that far by myself before. So even then, I was nervous about that. But I did it. Um, You know, in social situations, I was terrible. Well, I still am. And very, very nervous, uh, scared about the idea of... um, you know, going to a conference where I know that people haven't seen each other for a year. You know, I'll be interrupting them or, you know, with that whole thing of, do they want to hang out with me? You know, because I, cause I, would, I would automatically think that way. And I have to admit, it's so ingrained in me that it's an automatic <laughs> reflex. So I went and... Uh, baby steps I did not um, I got, sorry I did not meet everybody at the conference we were about maybe 150 perhaps and of course I was hard on myself I needed to be a perfectionist and had to be the life of the party and meet everybody but I didn't you know I was I was I was in a different place now what does this have to do with PAB um well, I've made some friends. You're probably wondering about the traffic. Yes, there's a lot of traffic right now because I'm about, I'm about to cross the Ottawa River on a very big bridge. Kind of like the Brooklyn Bridge and the San Francisco Bridge. Does not look at all like it, but um, ever see the opening credits to Taxi? I'm not sure if that's the Brooklyn Bridge, but kind of like that. So it's going to get noisy. So maybe I should stop recording. <laughs> it's the intro, the interprovincial bridge going from Ottawa to, um, 
well, Ottawa to Gatineau, but Ontario to Quebec. Built in 1900. Very nice. And, wow. You know, I am a little scared to cross this bridge, to be honest. <laughs> I need to grow a spine. So, right now, I am in the final stretches of the bridge, which means I am in Quebec, La Belle Provence. Salut Jean-Francois! <laughs> Probably remember Jean-Francois uh, who had sent in feedback a few times. He lives in Quebec City, beautiful Quebec City. I love that place. Um, so I'm in Gatineau which used to have the, what I consider a very boring name, Hull. <laughs> now it's called Gatino, which is a lot more interesting. And here is, on my left, is a museum. Okay, I'm off the bridge now, I can breathe. <laughs> a museum, a uh, museum of civilization. I wonder if they have a stuttering exhibit. That would be so cool. Oh man, I should approach them. You guys should do a stuttering exhibit so all of a sudden the signs are in French this is so cool <laughs> so if anybody's gonna ask me why I'm talking to myself it'll be in French I wonder if I'll meet any francophone stutterers so a lot I guess that means I have to speak French now <laughs> Let's see if I know, if I remember anything. Uh, uh, j'ai commencé, no, j'ai commencé mon... Balado. Did you know the French River Podcast is Balado? Balado Diffusion? And that's probably not the proper pronunciation. I'm in Quebec. <laughs> it's always a great feeling to be in. Um, so stuttering retrospective. Pab played a big role in that because I got to meet people and witness firsthand that people don't care about stuttering. You know, they care about you. And when you're and when you put yourself out there and you do good stuff. Now, now, I'm not saying that I'm doing fantastic podcasts or anything, but good stuff like, you know, you're great to be around. You know, I was drawing comics, illustrations, so I promoted myself as an illustrator as well. And people complimented me on my illustrations. So it's things like that. And every year I would come back to PAB and I still would have that social anxiety. It wasn't until this year when I realized, you know, I'm just assuming automatically that I'm taking up space or, or I'm interrupting people from socializing with people better than me. And it's a lesson to learn about, you know, what's automatic in you. that you're thinking 
There's a part of me that's hoping somebody walks up to talk to me so I could record myself speaking French. <laughs> Stuttering in French. Okay, I'm gonna walk, uh, I'm walking towards what looks to be a park. So I might be going back towards the waterfront. There's a woman walking a very big dog and he keeps looking back at me. So <laughs> this might get interesting. So about the self-image, yeah. So this year, being the last pub, I wanted to crack that, those feelings of um, bothering people. I just, just, just with my presence, it has nothing to do with the, with the stuttering. Um, and I really sat and thought, you know, let's look at this object, let's look at, no, not, uh, not objectively, but, um, you know, with a realistic lens, right? They've spoken to me before, they emailed me. <laughs> so obviously, you want to spend time. When you're acting like people don't want to be around you, you're not going to make friends. You're not going to meet people. You're going to, nothing is going to change. So this time around, I'm trying to ignore that. Just whatever social anxiety I have, whatever negative feelings, I'm just going to simply ignore. Like I, like, I don't care what that devil on my shoulder says, period. Because quite frankly, if I'd listened to it back in 2007, I would have stayed in my hotel room or stayed in Toronto, wouldn't even have come to Pad. So I hope this very long and winded, <laughs> sorry about that, stuttering retrospective, no, not really earth shattering, but I really hope it helped. Somebody out there, I know that social anxiety, don't want to say tends to coincide with stuttering. Stuttering because you stutter causes, can cause social anxiety because you're not talking like everybody else and there's a lot of social punishments so there's no reason for people to feel bad about themselves and that's a very good statement to make a very powerful but very 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 empowering one to make c'est une phrase plus um how do you say powerful puissance <laughs> oh boy jean-francois is coming to the nsa conference i think i'm gonna butcher french a lot <laughs> Oh, well, the uh, good thing is I'm going with Sam who speaks fluent French. So maybe I'll learn from him and Jean-Francois and his wife. She's coming too. I'm going to sit down for a bit. This is a very nice spot. Too bad you could hear the background noise. But um, nice water front. Snap photo. Photos will be on the... I'll have a link to my photos. I'm not sure if I'll put it on the Stuttering School Google Plus page. 
on my own. Yeah, stutter, stuttering is cool. Google Plus page. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Link in the show notes, stutteringscool.com. I'll let you know how it goes. My name is Paul Eisen, and my, my uh, podcast is videostudentguide.com. Do you have a stuttering story or a stuttering question, or have you seen the King's Speech? <laughs> No, no, and yes. So let me tell you, what do you want to know about the King's Speech? What did you think of it? I thought it was a very interesting thing. I I thought it was very interesting to see, I don't know whether it was fact-based. I think that there there was a lot of facts based on the guy who was actually tutoring him. Yeah. Uh, it was a very interesting process to see um, how um, how we went about getting him to uh, not be so self-conscious, not, not to basically hang on to his inhibition. I, I, I'm using terms that maybe maybe they're not terms used to describe stuttering. I don't know, because I don't have any personal oh, yeah. acquaintances. But but uh, they are. <laughs> it was a very um, very sad and horrifying to think about the way in which he was treated growing yeah. up, and and but it also reminds me that you know time has not time has moved on fairly quickly. Even in the the seventies when I was growing up, um, you know there was an awful lot of, of that people anybody who was different anybody who who was easy to pick out of a crowd. Yeah. And. Uh, and of course, you know, it can only be worse as you go back further in time. And and here you have, you know, these authority figures, and they're just simply kicking each other around like they're footballs. Um, and and so it's interesting to see the life of the, the Prince of Wales. Was he the Prince of Wales? He eventually became king. Duke of something. I should know this. <laughs> well, his older brother would have became king. Yeah. His older brother would have been king of Wales, but maybe somehow. Oh, he was Queen Elizabeth's father, wasn't he? No, he, he was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so his his older brother was the Prince of Wales. Like this matters, <laughs> but but he uh, but he but that he was a fascist and and he wanted to marry a, a an American divorcee Protestant, you know, which you just couldn't do it in 1943 or yeah. 1933 yeah. or something. Anyway, and and this guy who was working very hard to try and figure out a way, almost like a. Almost like a, a professional amateur. Obviously, he made some money at it, but he wasn't in a field that had a lot of respect, yeah. or perhaps even felt that there was a need for, you know, at that time. So it's interesting to to see see people doing something constructive at a very formative time. Ah, and uh, good got, point. got a little bit of history, a little bit of drama. It was a nice story. Yeah. And uh, and uh, very encouraging. How did you feel about it? Oh, I can go on. <laughs> I loved it. Like, yeah. I, I think, to be honest, um, for the first couple of times I watched it, it, I was just more happy just that, wow, they actually made this movie to begin with. Yeah. And then came all the analyzing app. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very interesting that this movie was made. It's very interesting that it got as much um, press as it did. I know. Um, that, that really impressed. Was it? I, I didn't read into that very much. I maybe you did. Was it because of the stuttering aspect of it, or, or, or was there something else going on? I mean, did the people really think that this was such a big deal that there was a movie made about a famous person who had stuttering problems? Is that maybe it's because of the royalty aspect? Maybe. Yeah. 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 No, no. But I'm glad that that it yeah. happened. <laughs> Has there been any pos- positive um, 
results of that? It, it, you know, basically, that were, did people take some action from that as far as... I think so, yeah. yeah. I, I, I know that uh, at the very least, uh, there's a lot more awareness. Yeah. How does it make it feel, since obviously you must know other people who stutter? Yeah. Um, how does it How does it feel within that community of people? I mean, did it did it beyond the fact that it, obviously they were having yeah. this made? I mean, did, did it did it feel like some kind of um, uh, uh, um, vindication or or a feeling of, of recognition? Yes. Yeah. Uh, finally, people understand us. That yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I felt when I saw the premiere yeah. at the at the Toronto Film Fest. It was like. Finally, people understand me, <laughs> that yeah. kind of deal, yeah. See, another thing with social anxiety that I, uh, and actually, actually, this is more of self-image that uh, came to mind, is the idea of, now, I don't know if you do this, I'm sure, you know, you know I'm sure it's pretty common among everybody, regardless of fluency of speech, is that your this had the sense of you know, wishing you were somebody else like, like not somebody else but you were like somebody else i wish i had this quality i wish i had this quality i wish i had done this wish i had done that i think about that a lot <laughs> unfortunately you know it's another form of negative thinking of course you know uh, unintentionally of course but you're putting yourself down you know and you're creating a stronger you know you're it's like bodybuilding again <laughs> I, I can you tell I love lift, lifting weights um, kind of showing it too <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you're developing that sense of a social anxiety you know, because I'm not like this, therefore, I'm not interesting, people don't want to talk to me, whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, what job search and all. And this whole quest of combating social anxiety and being, you know, taking courageous steps and also, um, trying to define the term courage, right? There's courage like rescuing someone's, no, uh, sorry, rescuing your life to save someone. Okay, that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> you know, courage is getting into that car, driving three hours east of Toronto <laughs> to go to a conference when you stutter and you have a lot of social anxiety. Not that I'm tooting my own horn. It's just what I'm trying to say is dealing with social anxiety takes a lot of courage. Living with a stutter takes a lot of courage every time you open your mouth. I'm not saying it's on the same, it's the same type of courage as risking your life for somebody else and, you know, sacrificing your life for other people. I would never the two together but they fall under the umbrella of courage having it it's not awe-inspiring to some certain extent right I mean people 
always complimented me and looked at me with awe at PodCamp when I told him about my podcast. But I wouldn't say it's the same as, you know, being being a war vet. But you you got to celebrate those small victories that... Um, uh, what am I talking about? You know, you know what? I'm just going to walk right by these people and continue talking. Here's a small victory. Um, a few, what would that be? Two weeks ago, we had launched a blog for Stutter Social. Blog.stuttersocial.com. And the first story, written by yours, yours truly, was about two regular Stutter Social participants. There I did that small victory recorded. Woo! <laughs> I think it makes it easier because I'm not in my own city. And there I go putting myself down again. So let me try that again without saying, yeah, but I did a small victory. Woohoo! Man, I have that urge to, to, to say it. <laughs> Okay, blog, 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 blog. Uh, first story was about two regular Stutter Social participants. Uh, go read it, blog.stuttersocial.com, as I just said. And one of them was, was talking about the small victories, that we tend to overlook them, we tend to downplay them. I tend to think they're extremely important to celebrate, no matter how small, because each small victory is a huge uh, bodybuilding stuff <laughs> to your self-esteem you know I hear like here 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 I have a friend okay he doesn't stutter uh, overweight he wants to lose weight and he joined a gym had joined a gym a few months ago and he hasn't gone <laughs> he's very very um, I think he just doesn't know what to do and he asked me to come but apparently I can have a free pass so I could show him but I recommended, you know, go see a personal trainer. Um, he's going to start from zero. I'm no competitive bodybuilder, but I had to start from zero. Um, everybody has. He's going to start from zero. Um, but with each day, you know, like let's say he starts bench pressing. Actually, no, let's make it easier. Um, see, a lot of people I recommend when they want to get started into... An exercise routine I say hey just do push up push ups push ups tend to be hard when you try them for the first time here comes another guy I'm just gonna continue talking <laughs> he's waving to people on the shore I lost my train of thought um, hello <laughs> another small victory we fighting the urge again <laughs> This is going to take a while. Uh, yeah, push-ups. I remember I was in, would this be high school? I couldn't even, I think the most I could do was seven. And I'd be in pain, a lot of pain doing it. Uh, nope, push-ups aren't for me. I'm never going to do this. Um, and I never saw myself as someone who's going to look good with the shirt off. I just, I just assumed it. Another form of, uh, uh, I'm not going to say social anxiety, um, although it is a type of it. Another form of putting yourself down. 
of a bad self-image. There we go. But when you uh, do those, let's say you can, you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, they laugh, they put themselves down, and they say, "I can only do one," <laughs> or "I can't do one." Okay, well, you do one now. But what happens when you when you lift weights, you know, or you, you know, what you're doing is you're exerting. You're, you're making your muscle work in a way that you never worked before. That's why you feel that pain after. Oh, I've been sore for seven days. Because you're actually building muscle. You tear your muscle down. You're not tearing a muscle. <laughs> like, oh, I pulled a muscle. But you're breaking it down, which is good. And it repairs itself by getting bigger. So next time you exhort that kind of weight, you can, you know, your, you know, your body could do it. That muscle could do it. So with bench pressing, if you, can only, if you could only do 50 pounds, next time, right, you could do maybe 52 pounds, and 53, and 55, and 60, and 80, and so on and so forth. You're getting bigger, bigger, trimmer, trimmer. So it's the same with these small victories. No, one day, it's just recording yourself passing by people who are maybe looking at you. You know, maybe I don't look at them. I just pretend they're not there. One victory. Next one, I'll probably do it again. Next one, I'll probably look at them and say hello. Carry on. Because really, it's none of their business. Like this one here coming up. And I'll just... She didn't make eye contact. I didn't say hello. I'm liking this. <laughs> now, I'm back to where I had uh, first recorded with John. <laughs> wow, that was cool. That was a very nice walk. I highly recommend it. I think I'm going to map it on Google Maps. Link in the show notes. If I don't do it and you look in the show notes and you, and you see, dude, where is it? Send me an email. Dude, where is it? And I'll find it. I mean, and I'll put it up. This was nice. And therapeutic. And I'm passing by a couple who's taking photos. And this time I'm not looking to see if they're looking. Because now I built enough confidence not to care. You're recording? So if you could say your name. Sure. Susan Murphy. Susanmuse.com. Okay. So do you have a stuttering question or a stuttering related story? Have you seen the King's Speech? I have seen the King's Speech. What did, what did you think? I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant, beautiful movie. Um, and I think that it, it really showed, it really, it, it showed the whole, uh, you know, idea of somebody who's, who has to deal with, with stuttering. It showed it in a really interesting light because when you're royalty, obviously, you're you have this expectation of perfection and you have everything and you have the, you know, and I think they were able to portray him in a very human kind of way, as of oh here sorry, <laughs> uh, in a very they were able to portray him in a very human kind of way where you could see 
the, the struggle that he was having and the challenge that he was having and the fear that he had about how he was, that how other people were going to perceive him uh, because, because of his stutter. Yeah. And um, it, so it made me think a lot about, you know, about anything that sort of makes one um, different or unique in their own way. And, um, and how that, that can cause a, a lot of concern and a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. Um, and help me to understand, I think, a little bit more about what that's like and what that can be like for people. Um, it often, I guess, amazes me how, how unprepared most people are to deal with somebody who has something like a stuttering issue somebody who's deaf, somebody who's blind, somebody who has, you know, any kind of, of, of um, I, I'm not choosing my words very well, but any, any like kind of experience that's different. Yeah, that's different from what, what that individual experiences, ah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So I'm not deaf, and so, but, you know, relating to somebody who is deaf, it's a different experience for me because their experience is different mm-hmm. from mine. It's neither of us is normal or not normal, um, but their experience is different. And, um, I've always been, um, you know, of the mind of, of it being just that. It's like your experience is different than my experience. So tell me about your experience and help me to understand what your experience is so that I can better better frame it in my experience, right? And I think that that is really important. And it, as I said, it, I, it often baffles me how people, how unprepared people are um, to, uh, to be able to accept that and say, okay, you know what? This is the way you are, and this is the way I am, and you know everything's cool, right? We're you know we're cool, no matter no matter what, no matter what our challenges are, um, you know we can get along and we can communicate and we can you know and all it really takes, I think, um, with somebody who stutters, somebody who has some some kind of other condition or, or experience that that causes them to have to communicate in a different way, all it really takes is understanding and patience and, and trying and making an effort and not being afraid to ask questions and say, hey, you know what, Danielle, what, what is the best way for me to, you know, to speak with you mm-hmm. if you're having trouble? You know, what is, what is the best thing for me to do? And what is the best thing for me to not do? Right? I think you that. rock. Well, that's just, uh, my mother raised me right. <laughs> there you go. That's great, thanks. Oh, you can hear the parliament bells. The peace tower. And about the rubble that's built, I found nothing yesterday when I went up in the peace tower saying it and I swear it was there that I read it so that's another Wikipedia assignment I could have sworn I read it maybe someone told me well it stopped raining thank goodness (laughs) Um, I guess halfway into Ottawa I'm actually on an island and uh, Victoria Island, I think I'm on. And there's a really nice monument uh, erected here in 2010. Uh, it's for the Royal Canadian Navy um, to commemorate the 100th anniversary. Uh, very, very nice monument. Again, uh, picture taken, <laughs> link in the show notes. 
on my way here I remember I realized that I didn't really talk much about growing away from social anxiety and you know building confidence I mean I talked about building confidence when it comes to giving presentations but what about confidence in socializing you know again it's the same thing baby steps just like that first year of PAB where I um, talked about I mean sorry when I met just a few people following year a few people more few more and a few more roles as I come back to PAB and I see them again as you build more and you make more more friendships it gets you know you build more confidence that's pretty simple nothing complex right <laughs> just gotta get yourself out there take the courage you know have the inspiration from you know the Royal Canadian Navy getting on that ship or submarine traveling all over the world serving your country and all that so yeah Maureen Blasky the podcast is babasbeach.ca uh, and the blog website would be a sudden alarm of donkeys <laughs> Because I like Dickens, and if you read Dickens, you'll ah. get the reference from David Copperfield. Hence the English major coming out in you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, my dad was an English teacher, so I grew ah. up having my English corrected all the time, and he was an actor as well, so ah. it, it worked out, I guess. Ah, nice. So we had a conversation a few days ago how uh, you said that you listened to my podcast. Now, you don't stutter. However, you can relate. Yes, when I... Good morning. One of the co-organizers. Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, about uh, three, four, four years ago, I had my thyroid removed. And because of the surgery, I lost my voice mm. for two years. And wow. they, they didn't know why. In fact, the way I'm talking now is pretty close to what I sounded like then, except uh -huh. I had even less inflection. And, and no volume. I, I couldn't raise my voice at all. Uh, if I was asking a question, I'd have to phrase it so that you would know I was asking a question because mm. I couldn't do that little uh, you know, inflection. Welcome to our world. <laughs> <laughs> You're one yes. of us. Yeah, and, and that's uh, people would interrupt and finish my sentences. Or, that's annoying. Yeah, yeah. And, and going to order, going into a, a, a place like this or going into a Starbucks, I'd have to lean right over the counter and get into the person's uh, face in order for them to hear me. And that's, so, yes, and I did end up having uh, voice therapy, speech therapy in order to get my voice back. So listening to the guests on, on your show and, and listening to you, I, it's like, I've been there. Wow. I, I know I'm fortunate in that it hasn't been all my life and... Uh, I sort of feel like a faker saying, I know oh, what no, you're no. going through. <laughs> I, I feel that. But you're our cousin. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A distant relative. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Probably too much wind right now <laughs> to record, but I'll try anyway. Work with me here. 
On my, let's see, my right is the Embassy of the United States of America. Very, very nice building. Um, nice and shiny. <laughs> it's actually up the street from the National Gallery, where I went to see the Van Gogh exhibit. It's right beside the uh, Peacekeeping Monument I spoke of earlier. And across the street from a park that's right beside the Parliament Buildings of Canada. And I wanted to jump in and talk about another thing that I forgot to mention, which has to do with um, thinking negative thoughts. Again, um, you know, you know, I I tend to think negative thoughts about myself. You know, I sorry, 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 sorry. No, specifically, I tend to focus on you know, the failings and the negative thoughts and, oh, I could have done this better, that better, which I'm pretty sure everybody does. And I want to uh, parallel that with, you know, lately I've been not feeling Canadian enough. And being in Ottawa made me feel Canadian. (laughs) And I realize now why that is. Uh, Because I've been focusing on the negative stuff of Canada you know like how bad the politicians are how they're so self-serving and corrupt and you know it's the corporations that call the shots and it doesn't matter who's in power it's always the corporations because they you know lobby whoever it is that happens to be in power and yes we're a democracy but I really I really really took I guess offense to to it, whatever. Just you know, insulted. And it's like, come on, we're supposed to be a country. You know, instead we're just a business, you know, or 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 at least it feels that way. Um, so being here in Ottawa, you know, really brings out the positive stuff of Canada, all the great things that. Canadians have done in the past um, you know it was Ottawa where Canada as a nation you know grew as a nation it became a nation you know Ottawa was where like from what I've read <laughs> again I'm a source of information you know was where you know the nation of Canada grew in, in 1867 and over you know the centuries we uh, became a country and or more provinces like more other countries became part of Canada we had confederation so it was a big lesson in um, century and just thinking about the positive stuff about Canada you know the peacekeeping nations the I mean nations the peacekeeping missions you know going you know World War one and two the other wars to you know, yes, it was a war fought on European shores, um, but as you, you know, I mean, yeah, like we 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 went there to support them, just like all the other allied nations. And coming back to myself, it's the idea of why focus on the negatives so much you know I mean yes you can think about the negatives 
because that way you can learn from them. You know, you learn your lessons, you reflect. So I think with the army, what is it that they say? Uh, adapt, overcome, you know, assess, I think it is. Adapt, overcome, something like that. But don't dwell on it too much like I do. And I'm not going to anymore. I'm going to try not to do that anymore. And that other thing with the army, there was this blog post I saw about an article in Time magazine where it was talking about um, something like the army, the U.S. Army right now. They're going to be teaching... The power of positive thinking you know because when you think negatively you know just like I said earlier you're not gonna do action when you think positively you'll be proactive I'm Adele McAleer AdeleMcAleer.com so my question is what's more frustrating your own frustration when you're stuttering and having difficulty communicating or people's reactions to you Ooh. I don't know how to answer that because each one is equal. <laughs> Actually, each one has its own version of the frustration. When people are doing, giving me that look or, or, or that stupid question, did you forget your name? Like, come on. Really? You're how old and you're asking me that? Come on. The frustration, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, you know, King's Speech opened up, did that push for awareness? That, jump-started the, the awareness but lots of work need to be done frustration with my own study yeah yeah there are times that no matter how much um, I'm recording excuse me <laughs> you guys are going where Darcy McGee okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll just walk while I finish my recording um, what was I saying now how are you with editing how am I with editing Oh, I'm going to be editing this this episode a lot because I've been recording for like three days now. Right, so frustration um, with your own? With, with my own, yeah. yeah. No matter how much acceptance that I have, um, even how much comfort, like I, like I still have that naggy question in my mind, what are they thinking? You know, or am I wasting their time? Hurry up and get the word out. So I still have a lot more, I guess, acceptance and comfort to go to. Thank you. I am back at the Parliament buildings and over here, well, you can't really see, but on the, let's see, what would that be? The East End? Well, on one side, <laughs> if you're looking at the Parliament buildings, it's on your left. <clears throat> There's a statue of Lester B. Pearson sitting down and um, I am taking a photo and don't know why, but uh, people have been rubbing his left foot. <laughs> uh, for good luck, you'll see that the uh, statue, it's locked, um, that the left foot is shinier <laughs> than the rest of the statue. His knee too, <laughs> for some reason. Uh, so I'm gonna rub it. There we go. Give me good luck. Everything that I do, all uh, stutterers who come to Ottawa should do that. <laughs> Not sure what the good luck is for or how that myth started. I wanna, or legend. I wanna, um, I'm, go I'm going to look it up. And the, in the statue, Pearson is also rocking a uh, bow tie. So you gotta give him points for, for that. It's not easy to rock a bow tie.
it is Saturday morning, as you could tell from my voice. <laughs> Just wanted to add one more thing that I thought of. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yesterday, uh, after my walk <laughs> and multiple recordings, I uh, wanted to record in my hotel room since it keeps being windy. <laughs> so I imagine it's not a fun listen. Uh, here, let me open my curtains. It's dark in here. Nice and sunny. It is uh, 7.30 in the morning. Something like that. Let's try 7.50. I'm st <laughs> stuck in the past. So what I was thinking was, well, part of the whole uh, feeling, you know, negative thoughts towards yourself, negative self-image and all that. You know, the benefits of being part of a community. You know, for example, I'm part of a couple of communities. There's a stuttering community and there's the digital media community. And well, with this um, PAB conference that's coming to an end this year, you know, I sort of lose this community. I mean, thank goodness for social media. We can still connect online, but we don't know what's happening next. Um, when we'll see each other again. You know, I mean, there are people in Toronto <laughs> um, that come to PAB, so I'll be definitely seeing them again. Um, but it's the people in other cities, you know, when are we going to come, you know, travel to all these other cities and such, you know, when you are part of a community, you know, you're sharing those common interests and that's when you shine. You know, I, sp I've spoken about that many times before on my show about let your passions, you know, speak for you. If, if you're good in something, be it writing, be it, I don't know, don't know DJing or um, a sport or something like that, when you're able to join others that share that passion, you have that sense of belonging and people like, no, um, sorry, you have that sense, uh, that you also have that sense of people like my company, people enjoy me. I enjoy learning from them. I look forward to seeing them. And you will, you know, just like how I came to realize and learn and, you know, witness is that people look past your stuttering. So if you don't have a community, go out and find one. <laughs> and if in the meantime, you know, while you're trying to find one, you still have this community, the Stuttering is Cool community. You know, go to stutter stutteringiscool.com. Uh, and something will come up and you won't miss it. It'll, it's something that will let you record feedback, send it here to my show <laughs> that I'll play on the next episode. Sorry, I need to go get some breakfast. <laughs> hey, Danny, I'm Matt and I'm 32. I've been stuttering since childhood. Um, you know, of course, School had its uh, rough moments, you know, elementary, junior, and senior high. Um, but you just learn to deal with them. When I was in, when I was either between seventh or eighth, or between seventh and eighth grade, I I actually took therapy, speech therapy. You know, that's um, I was actually an outpatient at a at a hospital. I'm a therapist. Hit office there, um, and then and later she, and later she worked out of her home. Uh, I found it 
I didn't, it, 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 it didn't really work for me. Um, not to say she wasn't a good speech therapist. I just, I mean, I, mean, I was fine when I was in her office, but when I left, I, I just, I just, I had a hard time putting, using it in the, using my techniques in the real world. But um, and currently I'm, currently I am not in therapy. Then, a couple of years ago, um, a local university here had um. Uh, the, and a future speech language pathologist, you know, the students, they ran a, um, a group for the public, and they call it fluency group. It's, it's probably a combination between the speech therapy and the support group, which I found it to be really beneficial. You know, especially the, you know, the support group side of it. And it wasn't, and, and it wasn't until, I'm not in, um, but it wasn't until recently, well, I've I've learned to accept. It wasn't until recently where I I have learned to accept my a stuttering through groups, through groups like Stutter Social, StutterSocial.com. Um, I find it I find those be, I find those very beneficial as well. Um, I just I, I really find it therapeutic and beneficial to hear other people who stutter. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's there to help me know that I'm not alone. And I think, and I, and I believe that goes for all stutters, people who stutter. It's, they like, they like to hear others who stutter. So it can, uh, uh, so it can, uh, so we can relate to them, with them. And, I've been working on my disclosure, disclosing stuttering, and I, I think that's also going to help me long term as well. Um, um, although I have not, I've not yet been to an NSA meeting or conference, which I plan to go to a conference next year, 2013. I guess until then, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a few books on stuttering. Reading, um, listening to podcasts, yours specifically, um, and um, and finding links on the internet about stuttering. It's like a th it's like a therapy for me, um, and I know that as I get older, it gets easier. The whole idea about stuttering. Oh, I find it it's easier anyhow. Thanks, Danny. Talk to you later. Bye. It's Ninja here, and I can be found at www.ninja-radio.com. I'm not sure if I've got any questions, because I know I've asked you these before, like, what's the origin of it? Uh, you told me that it was related to uh, dopamine levels. Not enough or more. Um... But there's no drugs or anything that you can take. It's just something that you have. So, I don't know. Is there... A, if you could take something to get rid of it, would you do that? I've thought of that. And 
I think in a previous life I would. Right now, I don't think so. And I'm the type that I would see. I'm the type that thinks, okay, what are the side effects? How? What is the cost? This and this. But then I'm also thinking, you know, is this just a crutch? If I ta- if I take these pills, am I taking the easy way out? You know, am I wimping out or? And what I like about stuttering, of all things to say, there's two words that don't go in the same sentence, is that it's that challenge. Um, you know, I know that you practice martial arts, so it's kind of like that. Like, here's your opponent, here's your challenge. You know, you just do it. And I become, like, I know it shaped the way that I am, whether I become a more sympathetic person, a more... Like, it drove me to put on presentations, give speeches, you know, go for what I want to do, you know, do those job interviews. It, it, it even made me um, contemplate things like, should I disclose my stuttering in a job interview? Should I do it beforehand? Should I put it on my resume? These are things that not everybody thinks about. So I had to come up with ideas of my own uh, experiment. I, I work with many people who stutter. Really? Yes. Most of the most of the people who stutter are men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is this all in the same office, or yes. that's so freaky? Well, I think it's more common than than I thought. The thing is, that people just it just washes over you you don't act in the course of a day you don't really think about it but because because you stutter i started to notice other people in the office who stutter oh, wow <laughs> and um did you ever ask him hey do you stutter <laughs> oh no they definitely stutter <laughs> but everybody ignores it so um and for them sometimes i mean we're in meetings and sometimes they'll stutter and uh, we'll just wait for them to continue. You find that people are tolerant of it, or they lose their patience with you. That that depends on the on the individuals. I mean, I've heard of I've heard of horror stories where people at work, like the stutter at work, will be told, "You're wasting our time in the meeting." Like <laughs> going. Well, like that's when you have no words to describe, like how you're feeling at that moment when you heard that story. You know, let you know, let alone what that person's feeling being told that. Yeah. But for the most part, my experiences have been fine. Uh, I can't complain at all. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask. Um, I don't know oh. if you should disclose it in a job interview because it's part of you, like your eye color. Yeah. Or a tattoo that yeah. you have. Because like so disclose that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm Janine Harris, and I, my company is Keyring Media. So, keyringmedia.com is where to find me. Um, so you were asking me about stuttering. Yeah. And really, I, uh, I guess I never thought about it until I met you. And I don't know. Did you do a jolt? Yes. Yeah. I think that was the year in, that we first met. That you was back in 2008, studio. right? Yes. Yeah, and, and you did the jolt about stuttering. And, and I had realized that I'd had conversations with you that day. Didn't know you stuttered. Oh. <laughs> Until you did your presentation then. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it's opened my eyes, and what I've discovered since meeting you is that there's a lot of people who have a past where they have 
stuttered and either overcome it or continue to stutter under certain circumstances, but it's almost like they hide it. Yeah. So. It's the last day. <laughs> it's Sunday. And I'm walking um, outside, as you can tell. <laughs> the noise you're hearing is of um, a contraption that lets pe uh, people wash the windows of the hotel. I am walking at 8 o'clock in the morning on a beautiful Sunday morning. And it's the last day of PAB. The last PAB ever. Just wanted to quickly sum up because I know this episode <laughs> will be a very, very long one. Quite possibly the longest episode I've ever had. Maybe even breaking a few rules of podcasting when it comes to length. But just wanted to give some final thoughts and this was a well-needed <laughs> holiday <laughs> got to do a lot of walking around sunburned face and I accomplished everything that I had mentioned in the beginning sort of uh, sort of because well you know it's not like things happen overnight and I'm referring to things like um, Remember the whole part about people enjoy my time, people want to spend time with me, etc. Um, you know, despite what I'm thinking inside, in my head, all that negative self-talk. So, you know, I'm getting a bit better with that. So I hope you do too. <laughs> I hope somehow this episode had inspired you. And uh, where am I walking to? Well, a breakfast. A breakfast uh, for marketers. <laughs> so Wapab uh, being all about content creation, like the warm and fuzzy content creation. Uh, not the marketing kind. Um, for example, we've heard a fantastic presentation from a father who has an autistic son who couldn't communicate. They couldn't communicate with each other. He read a book by somebody who has autism. Or, I'm not sure she had autism, but she thought in pictures. So, this gave him an idea. And he tried drawing pictures to communicate with his son. And slowly, his son started to communicate back through pictures. And it was quite a breakthrough. Um, I'm not doing any justice with the picture, with the, with, with, the, with the story, but the main point was that, you know, speaking in words is not, is not the only way to communicate. You know, his son is very intelligent. Just because he can't communicate the same way that we do, doesn't mean that he's not intelligent. And uh, what this guy does, is he takes photos of the pictures that they draw on a chalkboard that his son draws on the chalkboard and he turns them into artworks and he sells them and he goes um, speaking and he teaches other parents of autistic children what he learned and the artwork is beautiful link in the show notes thebigbluehug.com what else did i learn um Stuff, uh, you know, some people talked about imperfection. You know, no one is perfect. And 
again, I'm giving a very um, light <laughs> summary. Um, they will, they are, they have videotaped these sessions and there'll be condensed versions posted online. Once they are posted online, I'm going to post them in the show notes. And that could be about September. So return to <laughs> episode, I guess, about 136, 137, not too sure. But um, it was great. I had a, a lot of time to rest and relax from job search. I even had a conversation about uh, with someone about um, other possible jobs that I can apply for with the skills that I had, including technical writer, which I never thought of before. And uh, what was the other one? Business analyst. I never knew I would be, um, what's the word, eligible? I guess that's the term. I would be qualified to apply as a business analyst. So there's more informational interviews coming up. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that. Um, Well, I guess I should uh, end this now because I don't know how long this episode ended up being. But the good thing is with podcasting, you can pause and (laughs) listen um, at your own leisure. And if you've reached this far, thank you very much. I'm really touched that you listened uh, this far and that that my content was good (laughs) this far. I'm not taking the train back. I'm being driven back. Got some friends, hitching a ride with some friends. And uh, I'm going to see if I could interview them as well. So, (sighs) thank you for listening. I hope your ears are okay. I'm just trying to find the place where I'm supposed to be going and I can't find it. (laughs) Maybe I should keep the recorder on in case I get lost because this will make some interesting content. (laughs) Green tea, sushi, and noodle bar. Buckle Bakery. Oh, there's a bakery right here. Oh my gosh. Gotta make a stop. (laughs) But I digress. I want to hear from you as for always. My audio will be fantastic so I can play it on the next episode just like I played Matt's wonderful audio I loved his audio Uh, thank you for sending that Matt Uh, stutteringiscool.com is the website and that's where you won't miss something that pops up and says Use your microphone to record. Sorry for all the wind noise. <laughs> and I'd also like to say you can also you're also free to email me if you don't want to send audio. Coolstutter at gmail.com. Well, thanks again. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, uh, the reason I'm not going to be continue recording is because I can't find this place and I got to use my phone so I can uh, do a search on the maps.